0: Genocide Park They could fight
1: our battles to the end and will surely leave Alma
0: With the tigers of the BFL and the we'll singing Harmony With the tigers bowling Hi and welcome to a bumper edition of the Big W Podcast. This is the even bigger W Podcast and you'll find out the reasons for that in just a moment. Uh, It is a 1993 Premiership uh, Special Edition. So I hope you'll enjoy that. We've got uh, some great guests lined up for you and lots of them. I uh, want to thank our podcast partners and, of course, our football club partners, including CB Motor Group, which, of course, is our major sponsor, which, of course, is the Balan family. And it uh, these days is the motor place, the caravan place and the boating place. So Same place, though, as they've been for many, many years now, 323 Princess Highway. Uh, Check out the caravans, the boats, uh, the uh, cars. They're all there servicing for your Holdens. If you're still looking for car servicing, uh, as you should, make sure you look after your cars. Uh, The CB Motor Group will look after you, as they have done with our football club for a long, long time now into the 24th year of the association is major sponsor of the club. Also, our other podcast partners, Goddings, and uh, they're the people that you uh, should jump on their website and have a look what they've got to offer. They're in Rockbank and Geelong. Now, if it's a tractor, an excavator, a mower, if it's a vehicle for your business, they're the people to talk to, Goddings.com.au. Uh, And Werribee Steel, been around since 1967. A couple of years after the footy club started in 1965, Werribee Steel set up a local family business. Uh, They are the leading steel fabricators and suppliers uh, in the city of Wyndham and probably beyond that too. Uh, so uh, check out their website too, Werribee Steel. And of course, visit Werribee. Uh, we sometimes forget just what a terrific area that we live in and some of the uh, the great places we've got of interest to uh, to have a look at. I mean, if you haven't been to the Rose Garden for a long time, make sure this, uh, this coming spring that you spend some time there, it's just uh, one of the great spots. We've got the uh, Werribee Open Range Zoo. If you haven't been there for a while, there's always something new to look at. Uh, it's just a terrific uh, attraction in the area. Uh, you've got uh, Shatterfax Winery down there. There's uh, there's lots to uh, have a look at. And, of course, we'll be uh, hosting the big day on the green in November uh, in the beautiful gardens of the uh, Werribee Mansion. So uh, there's lots to do uh, around our area. Uh, go down to uh, Wyndham Harbour. Have a look around there. Uh, visit Werribee. Uh, If you haven't done it for a while, you should. Uh, And we thank them uh, all for their support of our podcast. It is, as I said, our 93 Premiership uh, special because uh, this weekend uh, for the Casey game, uh, we're having a 93 reunion. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of people there who haven't been back at the club for a while, uh, sort of uh, renewing old acquaintances and uh, reminiscing about a very special day in the history of our club. Coming up, you're going to hear from the president back in 1993, the president in 2023. You're going to hear from a couple of the players involved. Uh, one player who unfortunately missed out on playing in the grand final, but is still very much a part of the club. The runner from the uh, premiership team. Uh, and who else have I got lined up? Oh, also might have the uh, the CEO. And have we got Got lots coming up, but we kick it off uh, with the uh, the current president of the Werribee Football Club, who actually was a member of the board back in 1993 as well. I'm of course talking about Martin Carter. Uh, he kicks us off on this bumper edition of the Big W Podcast. Mm-hmm. Martin Carter, you're one of the people that can uh, claim that he was there in '92, and he's still around the club in 2023 in a mo- most exalted fashion. Uh, back in uh, 90, back in 93, though, Mr. President, uh, you were one of the committee men and, uh, a, as you are now, a very staunch and vocal supporter of the football club.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I could say that Donald McDonald and myself had one thing in common. Yeah. Back in 93, we had brunette hair. <laughs> yes. We're both very grey at this stage. Uh, uh, I'm not saying footy's changed us. Uh, but you mature a lot. So, uh, yeah, I was there on the committee,
0: Pep. It, it was a great period, let's be honest. Leading up to, I mean, we'd, we'd come out of 91 in a grand final and, uh, and missed out there uh, only by a very small margin. Then 92, you know, then the change came with Donald coming in as coach. What was the feeling behind the scenes at the club in terms of, as you headed into the 93 season, what, what you thought might happen?
2: Yeah, well, there's a lot of anxiety um, in 93, given what had happened in 92, because we let go of, obviously, Leon Harris and Damian Drum,
3: yep.
2: which was disappointing, but ha- the change had to be made. We wanted an on- on-field leader. Yep. So we appointed Donald, and he brought with him tremendous experience and a- quite a few players. So we were somewhat, there was trepidation, anxiety, but a real excitement as to what 93 could hold for us.
0: In the wildest dreams of the committee at that time, did you think a premiership was possible?
2: Well, Monty always thought a premiership was possible, (laughs) no matter what year or what league we were playing in, Um, first or second division. But, yeah, we we believe, put it that, we believe that that the change would be most welcome. Uh, We turned over a lot of our list. And as the season went on, we realised that we were... we were developing a united team, in terms of yeah, they all played for each other, played for the purpose, and it wouldn't matter what we were up against. We thought we had a bloody good chance of winning any game.
0: Yeah, the Springvale game will go down in the in the history and the annals of history for the club as as you know, just a, an unbelievable game, an unbelievable finish. It put the club into a grand final. After that, how did you feel about? after the Springvale game heading into the grand final, did you think maybe we'd we'd played our grand final?
2: Well, not necessarily. Yeah, we, let's be honest. We were lucky to get away from the Springvale game. Um, three points in, in virtually the last kick of the day. And Ivo Havard describes it very well in his call of the game itself. Um, but we were really confident when we woke up Sunday morning of the grand final on the nineteenth of the 9th of ninety three, a lot of nines there, and a three times three is nine. <laughs> uh, we woke up in the morning; there'd been a shed load of rain the night before, yeah. and we thought we manned up on Port Melbourne pretty well. Sure, they beat us by eleven points in the second semi final, um, but we just had a feeling that we we were, we were right. We're ready to go. We could ho- we could hold their speed. Uh, and we had strong bodies, really strong bodies.
0: Can you remember the the morning? I mean, obviously, everyone woke up, and you and you said, as you said, it had rained overnight, and everyone sort of had a little bit of a spring in their step about that. But going to the ground and and uh, remembering, we we talk about these things now because we kind of uh, uh, we get our head around them more these days. But did did you soak in the atmosphere of being in a grand final as much as you would like to have? Now that you look back on it.
2: No, I don't. I don't think anyone does. To be honest, it's yeah. only after after the match is finished that you you recognise what's been done, and there's a feeling of elation. There's also a feeling of a bit of a letdown that the season's over. We've won something. We've we've got the holy grail, which we'd celebrate long and hard about winning. But it, it, it's a feeling of thank goodness it's over. We've got the chocolates. The year was ours, but the, the match was never in doubt, let's be honest. The biggest joke that we pull at, the, at this stage, and it'll probably get around, is who kick four goals in the 1993 VFA grand final. <laughs> it's,
3: it's, and
2: that's Port Melbourne themselves. Yeah, so, yeah. so the match was over 10-10 to 4-4, virtually halfway through the third quarter. Um, we all know what happened. It was ugly for the, for the EF, VFA as such, but... We were never in doubt. We kept playing the ball rather than playing the man, and, and we're the supreme team on the day.
0: What are your memories of the uh, the uh, immediately after the siren sounds and it's all over? And you've uh, you know not immediately because well, as you mentioned it was ugly, but after after you get the cup back in the rooms and you get the cup back at uh, Centenary Hall and and all that. What what are your memories of those times?
2: Oh, they're a bit of a blur at two in the morning, I've got I to be honest. But the memories were, to be honest, all those that supported us, the volunteers, obviously those that supported the team. It was not just about the players, it was about obviously the board and Monty as a, a, a really noble president and a president that knew what he wanted. It was about the people around us. There have been that many people waiting since 1965 to actually win a First Division VFA Grand Final, and they stuck with us through thick and thin. I think the crowd was around 14,500 people at the Grand Final, and I've got to tell you, there was equally as many people from Werribee as there was from Port Melbourne. Yeah. So, yeah, so we get back to Centenary Hall. Um, everyone was welcome. It was just rejoicing what we'd actually achieved.
0: Does it feel like 30 years?
2: Oh, some days it feels like fifty <laughs> to be honest. Kev. Some days it feels like five. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It does, and it'd be great to catch up with obviously the team and the sponsors and supporters at lunch this Saturday on our thirty year reunion when we play Casey, who were Springvale this Saturday. Um, it'd be good to see them and just see how they're travelling, how things, how they've gone since. What they're up to, not only footy-wise, if they've got any involvement, but, but but life-wise. We've all been through COVID. We know that's affected a lot of people. But it's just going to be great to hear the stories and then reminisce about the game itself and what it meant to people at the time.
0: Yeah. Martin, uh, we waited a long time for, for a flag. Uh, we waited 28 years for the first one. How long are we going to wait for the second one?
2: Gee, as Michael Barlow and myself agree, we're cautiously optimistic we'll have a very good year this year. And we're well, on, we're well on the track to setting ourselves up firstly to play finals, but then going deep into finals. There's really a lot of depth in the team at the moment. Um, they're playing for each other. We believe that our young kids have come on, our mid-tier players. Yeah, we're cautiously optimistic that this year will be an extremely good year. And right. We're sitting at five and two, so it all goes well for the season.
0: Enjoy the reunion uh, and uh, and and your part in what happened in 1993 and uh, we're pleased that you're still a part of it in 2023 and hopefully you'll get your hands on the next cup.
2: And thank you for your part of 93, Kevin, and what you've done for us since. Uh, yeah, it's a rejoicement of, of, of what we achieved and where we're heading.
0: From our current president and board member back in 92 to a man who has uh, been around the club and been uh, very heavily involved in the Past Players Association of recent years. Uh, he's a terrific bloke and uh, was part of our 1993 Premiership site. I'm talking about Ian Wilson. All right, Ian, tell us about uh, 93. Uh, just as a, as, a, as a whole, the year, when you look back on it now, what's your, what's your immediate thoughts?
4: Oh sheer joy! I think is the best way to sum it up. It was a, a fairly cathartic year. We had uh, we didn't do it particularly easy. We had uh, lots of injuries and um, uh, fair few ups and downs. But I think we just had that little bit of luck in the, into the finals, and um, and uh, we we managed to pull it off. It was uh, it all happened so quickly. We didn't have time to think really, and uh, we had a, a coach that was. Uh, a lunatic at the best of times um, but a lovable lunatic at that and uh, he did an amazing job and um, it was it was yeah it was a, a really uh, really wholehearted performance and and had a great a great support team and everything just seemed to click at the right time
0: well was there a time during the year when you thought and on, we're on to something here? Well interestingly I think the pre-season we won the pre-season
4: uh, cup and we beat the reigning Premier Sandringham in, uh, we absolutely thrashed them and um it came as a bit of a surprise to all of us and uh uh we had we, did, we had a few players missing that day as well and um uh, and I think the other the other turning point for me was um I don't know what round it was. It might have been six or seven or something. But we were we beat Port Melbourne at Northport, and um, we not didn't just beat them. We were we were uh, we were down badly in the first quarter, and then we turned it right around, and we won by about ten goals. And of course, that's the only time we played them until the finals. And uh, and even though we lost uh, the semi for the qualifying final. Um, again, we had sickness, and I, I, myself, rod McPherson were very sick and um <clears throat> excuse me, we had a couple of others out. Uh, we lost that final, but deep down, we knew that if we get another chance to play them that we could uh, we could beat them
0: there 's not a depth around the club at that stage wasn 't there that was was that one of the telling factors in in actually getting to that final hurdle?
4: Yeah, definitely there was um a, you know great a look at the emergencies that we had that day and Sam Murray and uh, Mickey and um, Billy, we had Billy Cracker as well. It was just that we had lots of really good players in the twos that could come in, and we really needed them too. And um, whenever they came in, they just just played their role beautifully. And uh, yeah, it was a fantastic team effort.
0: Everyone talks about waking up on the morning of the match and you know hearing the rain during the night or waking up and it yeah. was raining, and that and that was kind of like the the, the light bulb moment for everyone where, where everyone went, "Hey, we're a chance."
4: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely remember that. I was living in, I had a house in Hoppers Crossing and, uh, I remember hearing that rain in the morning and it was just, oh God, we're going to win today because we were stuffed. I think after that, that final against uh, Springvale, which was still one of the best games of VFA I've ever seen or been a part of, um, and when Josh can kick the winning goal right at the end, um, we were really tired. We'd been. It was a really wet winter, if that makes any sense, in Melbourne, and the grounds were really sodden. And we played three finals at Moorabbin, and that, which is you know, you know what Moorabbin's like. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it took so a little we were, bit out you of you the know.
0: legs, did it? Oh yeah, <laughs> we were,
4: you know you you fake this a beer down to your ankles out at Moorabbin and we were we were really tired and. Um, the Springvale team that um, Bernie Shea coached that day were very young and aggressive and hungry and they really took it to us. And um, so all that week, we sort of eased off a little bit, which is unusual because we would generally do like a 5K run on recovery on a Monday night. It's a lot different now, of course, but in those days, we didn't really have the science, I guess. Uh, But I, I know Donald sort of Pulled it back a little bit during the week in, in, in anticipation that we, um, of, of what was coming up. But as soon as I felt that rain, me being as slow as a wet week as well. And, um, you know, we weren't the quickest team. I guess we had some really speedsters in Maddie Power and Mark Cullen. Um, but generally speaking, we had a lot of blokes that were getting onto 30. I was 30, Tim Harrington, Donald, uh, Rocket. It, it was sort of, was a lot of that. We only had a couple of young guys like Pete Williams and Andrew Button, um, so we were so relieved when it when it came. And um, yeah, and and um, uh, Princess Park didn't let us down. It was an absolute mud heap in the middle. <laughs> um,
0: mm. At what part or what point in the game did you did you think? Yeah, we've got this now.
4: Uh, well, in between the spot fires that were going on that day. Um, we, we really just maintained our concentration. I really didn't even think about that at all. I was
3: okay.
4: right even into the into the last quarter. When we when I look back on you know looking at it now, we, we had it wrapped up probably halfway through the, the third quarter. But I certainly you know Donald just drummed into us you know, maintaining our concentration, playing high percentage football, that sort of thing. And we really just kept our focus. And when all the fights were going on, we were just uh, you know as as. Not as worried about them as what we probably you know we didn't get sucked into them like we probably would in a in a home and away game.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um. After the game, when it was all done and dusted, and all the you know all the other stuff had finished, and you actually got a chance to sit around and and was it at Centenary Hall that it hit you that you'd achieved what you'd achieved?
4: Oh, Centenary Hall was incredible. We um, Tim Harrington and I were joking that it was sort of like. A, a spinal tap moment as out the back as we were coming up. Um you know, Hello Cleveland. I think that's what I yelled out when I got on stage and it yeah, yeah. was it was absolutely packed and um yeah, it was it was a great great day for the community. I mean it was um the first time and um we really reveled in it and um then we kicked on back at the club. And I think in the morning uh, Neil Connell um and Donald I think went down to K Rock. In the morning, and they hadn't slept, I don't think. And um, Neil Connell got on the radio, and around that time, Robin Williams' movie um, "Good Morning Vietnam" was on, and he <laughs> oh, got no. on, oh, no. he, got, he got on K Rock and said, "Good morning, Werribee."
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but uh, oh, yeah, so that was that was a terrific. Um, then we we sort of got on a bus and went into town. After that, it just never ended. It was just a fantastic
5: uh, few days.
0: Feel like thirty years. Oh, it,
4: it, it's gone so quick, Kev, I don't know about you, but I think the first 30 years of your life, 18 seems to sort of go reasonably slowly. But the last 30, I, I don't know whether it's because of having kids and all that sort of thing, but it's really, I'm losing decades. I mean, I, can't, I can not barely remember what happened yesterday, but I do remember a lot about the 30th and uh, around, I'm sorry, about the 93 premiership because it was, uh, um, because that's what premierships are all about. And um you know, I've got to go up to uh, Brisbane for the 40th anniversary of a couple of flags up there with uh, Cooperoo in July, and yeah. everyone's invited, and um, it's going to be so exciting because we haven't seen a lot of those guys for nearly 40 years. So that's going to be a trip and a half. But I'm really looking forward to Saturday, and, and uh, I think we've got about 14 or so. We've had some apologies from, you know, obviously Richie in Queensland and Richard Geary. I mean, he's having an operation up in the Arrowonga. Uh, and can't make it, which must be a big operation because I, I used the word free lunch a few times and <laughs> he, he hasn't bitten, which is remarkable. <clears throat> uh, did you
0: did you enjoy it as much as you should have now that you look back on it 30 years later? Uh,
4: I, I, I wish I hadn't have drunk as much because I don't drink. I haven't had a drink now for nearly 16 years. and I, I, I've heard it said before that uh, – I think it was Lee Matthews said it once with Collingwood when they won the flag in 1990. He said, don't, don't drink, you'll, you'll regret it. And we probably drank a bit too much. Uh, but, but other than that, I can – I mean, we had an amazing uh, footy trip down to Hobart as well, um, which um, was just amazing. And um, uh, I don't know, uh, no regrets really. I mean, it was just a, a fabulous time.
0: Enjoy the 30th reunion and uh, and thank you for your contribution uh, to the, the club's one and only flag. And thanks for sharing the memories, Willow.
4: Thanks, Kevin. Congratulations on your 50th anniversary of broadcasting too and what you've done for the club. It's an extraordinary achievement.
0: Thanks, mate. Really appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Kev. From Willow to the man that uh, was uh, charged with running out and giving the players the messages from the coach's bench uh, for a number of years, uh, Robbie Nuttall. Uh, no one knows him as Robbie. Everyone knows him as Nuts. So let's find out uh, his memories of being involved in 1993. How are you, Nuts? Yeah, good, thanks, Kevin. Good. Now, mate, what is, if I, if I mention grand final day and that whole thing, What's your what's the first memory that pops into your head? My first memories
4: as the preparation, as going on the bus and um, getting ourselves all organised for the for the game, and it was uh, a great it was a great um, build up to the actual grand final. Being um, Port Melbourne were undefeated all year, so um, yeah, it was we, we were the underdogs, and um, yeah, we sort of just kept it very mellow. macker was just absolutely brilliant, and he was that type of guy that would he showed a lot of great leadership
0: so you're there. the runner so what uh, and and Donald's playing obviously so there's a different dynamic does does Donald there give you messages uh, you know call you out and say go and tell him to do this or how how did the dynamic of that work on grand final day give well, it, it some
4: more um, yeah, it was more um Dennis Davies and uh, Tony Fury that yep. um, gave the um the demands and that Mac has sort of just played his game and um, yeah, they um, the boys were just terrific. You know, I mean, well, it was a very high pressure game, as uh, a lot of people will remember. So, and it started very early um, with the dynamics, where we lost Neil Connell within the first couple of minutes of the game, and yep. um, Manny Power was supposed to go on the ground, and Cameron Wright ran on the ground. And I had to go and get Cameron off the ground and <laughs> put Manny Power on. He just took off, Cameron he, Wright. He was just. He just took off. He didn't even wait for me to say, you know, right? You're on. He just took off. <laughs> and, just, uh, yeah, and I've got um, Dennis Davey and Tony Fury going mad at me. I said, "Well, it's not my fault." Anyway, <laughs> so I got to go and get him off. It was, uh, it was a, com- uh, it was, it was um, what would you say, a comedy of errors, to be perfectly honest. Oh, it was just
0: I can imagine that Cameron would have been very, very, uh, you know, uh, uh, ready, ready to have a, a long chat with you, nuts, and and you know, d- debate the top, <laughs> debate the topic with you as to whether he should stay on the ground or whether he should get the hell off. No, well, he just comes straight off. But <laughs> it's not, it's, it's it's not that I had to go and get him.
4: It was the distance I had to go and get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the funny part. Did you um? Did you enjoy the day? I loved the day. Yeah, yeah we um. I uh, actually, well, I, people will probably tell you, you know, I wasn't scared to have a crack and protect my teammates. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of little bustles there and that with uh, Nuts Grimes and, you know, after he um, king hit Jack, or actually king hit Donald first, broke his eye socket. And, uh, yeah, so I wasn't scared to take a back step there. And, um, yeah, so it was uh, good fun. In the end, you know, like we come home with the cup, and um, you know that was probably the most important thing.
0: What was the message that you were sending out to the players from Dennis and and from from Tony when when the when the fisty uh, cuff started, and you know the playing the man was apparently more the object than playing the ball.
4: Yeah, well, um, the, the main objective there was you know to try to isolate the situation and trying to um, you know break them up. That, that, that was the main message given out was, you know, to try to – because all they were trying to do was intimidate us. Yep. And, um, yeah, and um, with Macca going down, or oh, Neil Corral first with a shoulder injury and um, then um, Macca getting his eye socket broken and, uh, yeah, and then Jack getting hit as well after an incident with um, Barlow, the full, their, their full back. Yep. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was a tough situation, but you had to be in the, in that. It, it just happened so quick, Kevin. To be perfectly honest, you <laughs> know, um, and you just had to go out night, try to isolate and, and break up the conflicts, and and try to get the boys not not to get involved in it.
0: When you think back thirty years, I mean it's a, it's a long time ago, but um, the the memory obviously very still very vivid in your in your mind, and the the celebrations it was good time was had by all nuts.
4: It was absolutely had by all. Um, yeah, it was like after the game we we sat in the Carlton Princess Park, and you know we sat in the ice park there and sang in um, Neil Connell, who's nicknamed Codger. He, he um, was a good singer and we'd all sing, you know, the songs that he sang and, you know, it was terrific. It was really, really good.
0: So had Codja singing and Johnny Lamont dancing from all reports?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, that's another story with Cocky. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's another story there. But, that's- yeah, no, no, I'll be honest with you, the whole, the boys were so close, it was amazing, you know, and then that's what Donald had done. It made us it made the whole club into one if that makes
0: sense yeah no it does no talk, talked a fair bit about the fact that he was the glue that sort of pulled the whole thing together and and, and made everybody stick to what uh, everyone wanted to do and do you know play their role to do, do, play out the plan and and uh, it eventually uh gave the club uh, the, the the best day of its history
4: Oh, hundred percent hundred percent you know yeah you know, I couldn't I couldn't talk highly enough of Donald you know, like uh, originally when he first came to the club, and like well, we'd have TV games in the F and this and F and that, and swearing like Macca Macca. We're on TV; you can't do that. You know, uh, he was a character. You know, but uh, he, it, that's how he rolled. And you know, I really I loved him. You know, you I still do today. You know, like we've still got a good relationship. You know, with I've oh, with a lot of those players.
0: Yeah.
4: You know, and, and, and that was probably the most important thing.
0: The relationships That's- between each other off the ground as as much on the ground. On the ground, just happened, but off the ground, sometimes that you you don't you're not mates with everyone. But gee whiz, uh, it seems like this bunch was. Well, we were, you know, and even after games, Kevin, we'd um,
4: we'd go out, you know, uh, um, and have a couple of drinks after a game, and that you know we'll have something to eat. You know, we just we all sort of stuck together as as one whole.
0: Yeah. Everyone, as important a part of the uh, the premiership glory as, uh, as each other. Um, and to you, Nuts, thanks for your uh, contribution on that mighty day in 93 and, uh, and your time at the club. Uh, terrific, and I hope you enjoy the celebrations with the boys across the weekend.
4: Yeah, I really will. And, um, yeah, thanks for, um, for inviting me, Kevin. It's uh, been really, really good, mate. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on Saturday night.
0: Well, now you've heard from the runner, how about hearing from the CEO and one of the men who was very instrumental in putting together uh, what finished up being a premiership winning team uh, in a club that uh, had struggled uh, in in many ways uh, on and off the field. So let's talk to a man who uh, is one of the greats around the footy club, Greg Welsh. No one knows him by the name Greg Welsh. I'll call you Greg, but then there's not, not really much point because no one calls you Greg. Turtle. Yeah, you can call me Turtle, mate. <laughs> That's fine. All, right. all, right. all right, Mr. Turtle. No, seriously. <laughs> mate, you were right at the coalface in 93, um, uh, and there was a lot happened leading up into the 93 year, which has been well documented you know, the Leon Harris situation and then and getting Donald to the club, which you were obviously, you and Bruce, instrumental in. At the start of that yeah, 93 Bruce season, did you, did you think you'd got all the ducks in a row and that it was going to happen? Well, the
1: other thing, yeah, we thought we were uh, thereabouts there um, about after the 91 disappointment and then um, 92 was okay. I think we just uh, missed the final. Oh, well, no, we made the finals. We made the first semi. Uh, but we thought we just needed um, a couple of key forwards and we got Jack Aziz as well as Donald. Uh, Bruce was responsible mainly for getting Donald through his North Melbourne connections, but uh, but um, Kirk Norton and and uh, put us on the Jack Aziz, and um, between those two, we got a we got a new coach, but we also got 150 goals, yeah. um, um, 99 and 50 or something like that. It was yeah. So, so um, so you, with you, that, we you, thought Mark Cullen was another one. So yeah. yeah, we thought we had a good enough team for sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um. Donald obviously bought a lot, and obviously I'll talk to Donald as well, but obviously he bought something to the club that might not have been there beforehand. There was a sort of a, these days we call it a buy-in, but there was definitely a buy-in from everybody into, into what he was trying to do and what the club was trying to do. Yeah,
1: there was. And, um, you know, he was he was Donald's Donald, and we all know him very, very well now, but he's uh, such a, a great fellow, and Leon was too, but this he was more relaxed and funny, and uh, and, and enjoyed it all. He uh, he cracked it occasionally, but uh, he certainly got the boys around him, and he he brought a couple of extra characters, Neil Connell, and a couple of others, Tim Arrington, uh, to the club as well. Um, yeah, and there was a big buy-in. There was a big buy-in throughout the whole club um, with uh, with Bruce and and some and the board that we had at the time, and. Yeah, we just uh, everyone seemed intent on on getting the uh, getting that elusive premiership.
0: The, a lot of people talk these days about roles that blokes play on the ground, and I know if you want to look at a football analysis of that ninety three side, everyone played a role and everyone did it perfectly, and and all the all the pieces were there. But off the field, there was a lot of pieces that that were put together that uh, that made it happen as well. Yeah,
1: there were there were some interesting things. So um, Bruce. Bruce changed the the way the club was administered and he he bought that... um, Bruce opened the briefcase and kept the club alive, to tell you the truth, by paying some of the blokes that hadn't been paid in 92 um, himself. Um, So I think the players could see that the administration and we came up with the Golden Tigers... And, and that sort of buy-in from the community, um, so there was there was a, off the field there was plenty of enthusiasm, you know. And uh, you know, I'm just smiling now thinking about the Beam Brothers on the hill and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. <laughs> yep. There were uh, there was just uh, a, a huge buy-in from the community too. So uh, yeah, the um, off the field was was very very important. Um, let's... I don't know whether we had the bloke pan the, the Piano Accordion playing back in 93. It might have been a little bit later.
0: Yeah, I think it was a bit later. The Redmond. <laughs> red... <laughs> um, the, uh, the day itself, what, you, what are your memories of Grand Final Day now, 30 years later?
1: Well, the, the, well, of course, the most terrifying memory was the end of the game. You know, uh, Robbie who ran on the ground and threw the bottle in the air. And um, we thought the game had finished, and um, but it hadn't. And that was when the ground was invaded, and Port Melbourne people were hitting our players and and everyone else. So that was the most memorable thing. Was um, was the thing that was going to cost us potentially because we were worried that they might call the game off. Yeah. Um. But um, it's just the that build up. You know, before the game, we were confident, but no one else was. I think Port Melbourne were odds-on favourite, but we were very confident that uh, we had the team to beat them. Donald made a few changes in the prelim final, and um, that team that played in the prelim final was basically the one that played the grand final, and uh, and everything was lined up. And you know, you know, I suppose um, that prelim final, which we just got over Springvale. Um, but we we did, and uh, we were pretty confident we could win it, win the premiership. So, um, but of course the the end of the game wasn't the way we wanted it. We we killed them. We we
0: outplayed them all day. But uh, it was scary thinking what might happen if they called it off and went <laughs> to replay it. Was that uh, was that talked about on the ground at the time? No, uh, uh, straight after the game, um, it
1: was just euphoria in the rooms, and it was forgotten for those um, for that night. And that was memorable at Centenary Hall. That was amazing. Yep. It seemed like all of Werribee were there at Centenary Hall, but um, no, it's forgotten about for that for that for that moment of celebration and that night of celebration. Um, but then we all thought about it later on and uh, thought what might. Been, you know, so. that uh, um, uh, I suppose it'll always be remembered as that uh, for for the way it finished, you know.
0: Yeah, which is a pity in many ways. It yeah, kind of, it, it overshadows uh, what what the club was able to achieve uh, in that year.
1: Yeah, well, it was ama- it, it just was amazing, and the, and the uh, I was looking through the uh, list of attendees who are coming tomorrow, and uh, and I just like you said. I've looked through it and, you know, there's a few not going to be there because of other commitments. But um, when I look through the list of of the team and and the guys who are going to be there on Saturday, um, it's just amazing. Every single one of them made a contribution. Uh, Even the old mate Noodles, uh, Neil Connell, I called him Noodles because he was only on the ground for 30 seconds (laughs) and he was done. Three minutes and he was done. But no, they, they all put in such a magnificent effort and and some of the things uh I saw Ian Wilson's name on there and Ian and, and a couple of others it might have been Rod McPherson and a couple of others. They uh, Kirk Norton um got them doing they went down to Albert Park to do um some extra an extra night's training with a, uh with a personal trainer, which was before its time a little bit, you know, under personal trainers and stuff. Yeah. So they did. They went down in June and and did some extra work to uh, to, to get fitter to uh, for the finals. You know. So we did that for a few weeks and and uh, and that made a difference too. That that sort of extra work of people
0: were prepared to do. But what, no, it was a great day. What did it mean to the club as a club? Uh, did it did it kind of stamp? Yeah, we're a, we're a real club now. Did did is that what you got out of that, or is is that? Too simplistic.
1: Well, I, I think it, it set us up, didn't it? Like ninety one was great that we made the pi- grand final. We didn't win it, but ninety three winning it, it that that gave us some sustained success after that and respect. Um, uh, you know, notwithstanding the fact that uh, that they decided to kick us out uh, yeah, yeah. not that long afterwards, um, it, we, we we could show a record of. Um, of good teams from there on for for, still till till now, you know, we've been competitive ever since. And when you think that, I think 91 was only our second or third year in first division. Um, Since then, and 93 premiership, we've, um, we've been there about for a long time now, even competing in the AFL clubs and and the, in the BFL, you know, so, um, it 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 set us up and gave us some respect and gave us some um uh, respect within the within our own city, the city of Windham. Um, the council um, were always supportive, but then they had something to hang their hat on and the rest of the community. so I think it was a very important time for us. Does it feel the shame like, of it all? does it feel Sorry? like
0: does it feel like thirty years?
1: <laughs> it Does for an old bloke like me, but no, it doesn't. I can remember it fairly clearly. And um, thirty years is a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's yeah, it's a it is a lifetime. It's it's. Uh, uh, but those blokes, a number of those blokes, I I see from time to time, and um, remain good friends with. But uh, thirty years is a long time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when you look back. But um, yeah, so I, I, all of those guys that played are now older than I was when I was general manager back in '93. So they're all uh, much older, actually. So we it's all, amazing. We, so they're all fifty. God
0: Almighty. Yes, so. the, the young twenty-year-old, fresh-faced boys, most of <laughs> that's them. <right>. That's
1: <laughs> uh, Exactly.
0: Uh, Turtle wanted to say thank you on behalf of the club and the supporters and the people that have uh, been involved uh, at the club at the time and, and since. Your contribution, obviously, fantastic uh, and uh, and lovely that you can share some memories uh, of the '93 triumph with uh, with everyone on the weekend. Uh, thank you uh, for, for sharing some time with me.
1: I look forward to seeing you and um, having a couple of beers with uh, with all those boys and yourself, mate. Don your kev.
0: Uh, the Great Turtle, uh, fantastic to have him as part of this special 1993 uh, Premiership Special Edition of the Big W podcast. Uh, there's always hard luck stories in grand finals, and uh, I wanted to to get one of the uh, the very special people who's still around the club, uh, very active around the football club in many ways, uh, Phil O'Keefe. Uh, let's talk to Phil about his memories and uh, what he remembers from uh, that 93 campaign. Phil O'Keefe, you're seen as one of the hard luck stories of the 93 campaign. Premiership success of the Werribee Footy Club is that how is that how you see it or how do you see it?
6: Um, yeah, yeah. When I, when, so when you say the word "hard luck," it, it was yeah, stiff for me, but right decision as far as the coaching and and the way the game went and everything like that. Yeah, no, I was just a little bit stiff towards the end. I, I got uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I actually got food poisoning leading into the game. I shouldn't have played. It was a game. It was a game we played against. Who was it? I can't remember. Um, uh, anyway, I, I reckon there was. I don't reckon Frank was a putty player. I don't reckon um, Rod McPherson played. I don't don't even reckon Ian Wilson played. There was a there was quite a number of players that didn't play for all various reasons. And um, and some me, I um, I got food poisoning during the week and I decided to play and played like crap. <laughs> and then then the following week, I was still croaking couldn't play, so they made the right decision and didn't play me because I, I, I'd already proved that I was no good playing sick. And um, and then basically, as simple as it was, um, uh, Macca just never, the easy thing was just never, didn't change a winning side. Yeah. And and, and it was genius in the end because um, uh, we, we naturally won. But yeah, but that, but that was it. I mean, I, I joined in all the festivities. I um, I. Coach myself down the tracks so i always felt for the guys that missed out but i always tried to make them a part of it and and I definitely feel a part of the um the 93 team how um,
0: how hard was the actual day for you to, to get through
6: oh, I was it was massive i mean we'd you know I'd played in 91 and um uh, we, we got beat in 91 and uh, and it didn't end well for me that day as well unfortunately personally um and then come to 93 it was you know, which is something. I mean, you're playing at a club that um, had a lot of that, that was creating its own history. Um, it, it was it, it was it was a passionate group. Uh, we were a very strong group, um, and then you 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 know we 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 got in the first division and we were making a name for ourselves. And you know we were very um, territorial and we'd 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 go and hold our own against you know all the great sides in uh, in the VFA and. And then you, you're coming into 93 and, um, to be honest with you, with the amount of injuries that we had early on in the finals, um, it, it was the, – the, the team and that just seemed to be all over the place at the time. You know, just thinking back now, I know it was a lot of years ago, you know, 30 years ago. Um, but, um, but somehow, I, I wouldn't mind getting a stat. On the very first final we played, how many players played in that – and how many of those players played in the actual winning grand final? Yeah. Um, which uh, which would have, been, I reckon there would have been a, a, a hell of a lot of differences. Um, yeah. And then on top of all that, don't worry about my hard luck story. Um, some of the players, I reckon our best player in our team that year was Dallas Normington. He never played. Um, Stephen Sells, one of the legends of the club, never played. Nick Walsh um, was, was partly injured. Uh, another great of the club never played. Uh, Lyndon Fitzpatrick, um, who who became you know captain of the club after that, and uh, you know you know it's not one of our greatest defenders of all time. Never played. Um, Greg Reynoldson never played. This is all on the same day that I never played, so I didn't have much to whinge about. There was, a lot, there was a lot of us that didn't play. <laughs> uh,
0: that's a that's a nice attitude to have about it. Is there is there a lasting memory of the of the grand final day itself that sort of s- still hangs with you? Ah, oh,
6: look, I um only the only thing I, I mean I can remember the game I, I do remember the poor Codger. now Kodger was one of the um, one of one of the great uh, men of our team um and um and unfortunately I think I think Kodger played for about thirty seconds and uh, he came off the ground so I I actually, I actually have a go and I'll probably have a go at him when we catch up this week um but you know he only played thirty seconds more than me um um I, I, I was I was. I, I carried Maka off after the game, so I went out there with the. Um, I don't know what sort of a jumper I had on, but I know that that photo is in the club room. That's how I remember it. So I've I've gone and gone out to the coach and and carried him off, and um, uh, so I'm quite proud of that because uh, you know you can easily be uh, you can easily be a sook and and say I'll never go back there again or whatever. But um, no, look, I I, I I was wrapped for the whole community, the club, and uh, and all the people. I mean, you know, Bruce Montgomery is a long time of the families and um, to see folks like that had tears in their eyes and cry and no, it was a beautiful moment so I was I was wrapped that I didn't have the attitude of um, and, and mind you all that crew that I mentioned before they never had the they had the same attitude as me yeah. you know, they're all very grateful that we're all a part of the side and um, and, and what an unbelievable team it was you know right through to 30 players as I said I, I would say our best I'd go as far as saying our best player. In our whole forty squad that year was a bloke by the name of Dallas Normington, and um, he never played. Also, so um, yeah, so there you go, mate.
0: Yeah, no, and I, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about it because I knew that you weren't bitter and and that and that that uh, that shot of you uh, chairing Donald is is one of the the for me one of the lasting memories of of that uh, of that day because that that said a lot about said a lot about you it said a lot about Donald but it said a hell of a lot about the footy club.
6: Ah, incredible, incredible. I mean, and, um, you know, if I had to go through, I mean, I could give some of the players, I mean, you know, Rod McPherson, um, what a, what that bloke on that day. I don't know. No one will probably know this. he, He played in, uh, moulded souls. His whole life, basically. So on that day, where you couldn't stand up with long stops on, you probably couldn't stand up with a walking stick on (laughs) and long stops. It was that muddy. People don't know he played the whole game with molded soles. I'm thinking, I don't reckon he fell over. (laughs) He was a freak, but uh, no, incredible, mate. And um, and you were a part of it back then, and you know, just a um, just a wonderful time
0: for for all of us. All of us. Beautiful. Lovely memories. Good on you, Phil. Uh, look forward to seeing. Uh, enjoy the reunion and uh, and uh, good luck. Uh, good luck. Thanks for thanks for spending yeah, thank some time Dave. with us. You're
6: a great man. You're a great man, mate. say buddy.
0: Phil missed out, of course, on playing in that grand final team, but as you can tell, uh, has uh, really embraced it and uh, will obviously have a great weekend with the boys in the big reunion that uh, is planned for Saturday. Uh, and uh, a man who was part of our premiership team in 1993 and then went on to have a terrific uh, AFL career as well uh, was Jason Watts. Now he's uh, had a pretty hard time uh, recently with uh, very tragic circumstances within his family, uh, so I, I wanted to catch up with Jason just to see one how he was going and uh, you know relive some good memories with him of 1993. Thirty years is a bloody long time, he What are your memories of the '93 years as, as a whole when you look back at '93? What are your What are your first thoughts? Oh, look, it's
5: just that was just a whirlwind situation, I suppose, in regards to where we're sitting as a side. Um, yeah, the club. You know, the players at the time were just, you know, we, it was just a great connection, I suppose. You always have a good feel for that sort of stuff when you play with, with, with sides that win premierships. We had a, we had a good connection with, with the playing group. There was always a feel that we were never far out of games, I suppose. Um, you know, my, my feel was that, you know, we're in that final series. It was always, uh, you know, we're always going to be thereabouts and, you know, better backs against the wall with certain stages. and in games but we found a way to win and you know in reflection of the grand final you know you know when when we rocked up and it was a bit wet and breezy we always knew that uh, you know we were a side that was competitive and just fought hard together as a group that uh, we would have a fair chance against port uh, melbourne in a day um you know and they were lined up with some superstars on their side obviously it needed a bit of attention and watching um, throughout the game but um yeah, that was just a fantastic period of time for me. I suppose, um, you know, I spent two years at Werribee. Um, you know, obviously, under some, you know brilliant coaches in, in that area, you know, Leon Harris and Damien Drum, and, and obviously Donald McDonald, and you know Ben Fairley, and all those sort of guys who are around the edges. Um, <clears throat> yeah, special times, mate. Really, um, you know, they, they don't they don't come very easily, and um, testament to that that's Thirty years to the day that uh, they've won one, so it uh, just goes to show how, how lucky
0: you can be in, in the right place, right time. Yeah, well, the, the, absolutely. <laughs> that uh, did you was there any sense when you look back on it that the Springvale game that you might have played your grand final then, and that you mightn't have been able to do it, or was there there's something about that group that you just thought, no, we can we can keep we can do the next one.
5: Yeah, and I know no, we always had belief and faith that what we were doing, when we were on the right track. I mean, that, that was certainly challenged that day, um, but we found we found a way, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we had complete confidence, and we were as a playing group. Or well, that's what I felt, anyway. So, um, yeah, I was just, yeah, I, I felt that once we were, we got into that grand final, we we're every chance of, um, you know, being competitive and certainly been, been up to the challenge to win it, and um, and it uh, proved, you know, I just think we had, we we didn't really have a weak link in in regards to, the side, uh, the way that you know we we perform and have a crack in and. You know, we weren't lined with superstars as such, but we had a work rate um, and, and good players across the board, a good spread um, that they just just contributed on the day, did their job.
0: Mate, when you look back on it, uh, Donald McDonald is, is the coach of that team and a playing coach. I mean, that, that these days they, they think you're mad if you start talking about that sort of stuff. Um, what, uh, what impact did he have on you and, and what impact do you reckon he had on that, on that uh, achievement?
5: Uh, look, and Donald, look look he was uh, obviously was playing at the time, and you know he, he, he was he was a good player that contributed and competed and set the right examples you know, he was a coach that um that had had fun um with his playing group you know on and off the ground but so, you know when he needed to be you know knuckled down or um be tough on on certain things he he was certainly present in that way as as well um yeah, yeah, he just had a good feel for the playing group. Um yeah, you know, they're hard to find good chases, aren't they? But um it was certainly a larrikin. Um yeah, and I think that probably gelled with the playing group um as well. Um but, but when it was tough he was tough. So um he had a bit of a blend.
0: Um yeah, which 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 is a, a great asset to have. Where does that premiership sit in the in the sort of, um, sort of scheme of things for you and your footy career, What's he?
5: Um Well, for me personally, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I come out of the 19s and seniors at, at the Bortles at the time, you know, and then I was in, you know, because I didn't uh, stay on the list at the time, um, you know, and then I had a pre-season at Essendon and, and then I, I ended up at Werribee, um two years there and. And two years of um, you know, great times and great development for me. Um, I never lost faith in my direction, I suppose, as, as a person and a player at the time. Um, and that that footy club in '93, for instance, gave me a great platform um, to re-establish myself at uh, senior level. It's uh, at the Bulldogs to get back in and redraft. It, um, you know, which was a lot of hard work for me and a lot of commitment and, and dedication, obviously. But, um, but the, at the time, you know, it helps to be playing good footy. At the time, with a with a with a great bunch of players that uh, that help you contribute uh, and perform on a regular basis, you know. Um, and I remember that uh, ninety three. I'm obviously, you know, we won the premiership, so I took out the best and fairest, which you know, obviously, uh, showed that I had had a reasonable season um, so being to be able to get get uh, looked at and redrafted. And and I, and I think that uh, that that environment. As a footy club, um, more so because if it wasn't a great environment, I probably wouldn't have achieved that. Um, so I've got a lot of uh, admiration for that football
0: club. Yeah, absolutely. what I know you've been doing a tough of recent time, mate, and we uh, we, we uh, great sympathy from all of us and and condolences mm-hmm. on on what's happened with your family, and we uh, we wish all the very best of luck for the future. And thanks for sharing some memories about uh, your time at Werribee, and good luck for the future to you and the family.
5: No worries, mate. No, um, we'll catch up some some stage at the Bulldogs or wherever he functions, mate. That, that's fine, mate. Just tell us there's a bit going on, and um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Appreciate the phone call, mate. And um obviously the club's uh, very much dearly in my heart, mate. So all
0: good. We wish Jason and his family all the very best for the future, and uh, he knows that the uh, the Footy Club certainly is behind him uh, as he uh, moves forward in his life with his family. Let's get to the president of the uh, 1993. Werribee Football Club. He's a larger-than-life character in so so many ways and uh, is still as passionate about the football club today as he was 30 years ago when he was the president. I'm, of course, talking about Bruce Montgomery. Okay. Monty, what are your first memories when I mention 1993 grand final day? What's the first thing that pops into your head? Oh,
7: well, it was just a magnificent day all round, and it, it just a magnificent thing for the Werribee Football Club. It's uh, something that they can't ever take away. they try tried to do a lot to us, but they can't take that premiership away now. We've won it. The players were magnificent. Well led by Donald and his match committee. It was just a sensational win. And from the very second, the players all ran out on the field. They were switched on. They were zoned. They were on the job. And they just killed Port Melbourne. And they actually kept Port Melbourne to the lowest VFA score ever in 100-odd years of history. Wow. So it was a magnificent win. And the club has just been the benefactor. But unfortunately, we haven't had any since, Kevin. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, 30 years is a long time to go without another premiership. Did you enjoy the day? Were you able to enjoy the day or was it just too anxious?
7: Well, it was anxious. Even at three-quarter time when we had – Almost, you would think an unlosable lead. You still, you still, you're not there until the final siren goes. Yeah. But, uh, but it was magnificent from about the uh, twenty minute mark of the last quarter. Unbelievable.
0: Um, when you look back on it now, um, uh, the the sense of achievement must be fantastic. From from what what you helped build that club to to get to that moment.
7: Well, yeah, Kevin, like it's. These sort of days, like coming up on on the weekend, is all about the players. They went out and they did the job and they were fantastic. Donald was fantastic. The match committee were fantastic. But to get to that stage, it really started at the end of the 1991 year where Werribee lost the grand final to Dandenong. And um, Dandenong actually played its last game ever that day because they went bankrupt and folded. And probably Werribee should have done the same. We had a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt, and I had three or four informal discussions with people around the club because Mick Turner was standing down, and we had informal discussions, and they eventually coached me into putting my hand up and taking it on, and uh, and I took the job on. Uh, but uh, you know, it was a it was a big ask, a big tough job. But we, we anyway we we took it on. And uh, we formed our new committee. We appointed one of the local accountants in uh, Werribee, Peter Kennedy, as our treasurer. He was an experience, experienced accountant. Um, we appointed Greg Welch as GM. Lou Batterseller, who no one to know, he was a mate of mine. I got him on the board. He was an experienced person. He was a, he's a technical person. And he took on and drove the Golden Tiger membership, yep. which we raised 100000 in that first year. Brian Hunt took over the general fundraising. We soaked up our dinner auctions in the top twenty club, and all in all, we formed a great working board. And in our first year, 1992, we we cut player spending by thirty percent. We won the lightning premiership, which thirty five thousand cash, and we showed a substantial trading profit for that year, which was
0: magnificent. That's a miracle. That,
7: that is we, a fancy miracle. We <laughs> we 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 went on to fall into the finals. We had a reasonable year. We made the finals, but we struggled. And when we had our first board meeting after the uh, 1991, sorry, 1992, grant. when we made the finals, when we had our meeting after that 92 final, we all agreed, all of the board agreed that we had to make a change. We needed a change of direction. We had a lot of old players uh, that were ex-AFL. They were getting big money and we needed to just make a serious change. A lot of them were terrific people like Leon Harris, Damian Drum. Yep. Neil Dan Neil Danaher and yep. many, many others. They were all good, good people, but we needed to change and we and we felt as a board that we had to put our head on the chopping block and make that change. And as it turned out, we all we all talked about who we could possibly get and we all realised that we not only needed maybe a new coach, but we need a lot of new players and we desperately needed a key forward. And Donald just fitted the bill perfectly. Yep. He was not only a but good potential coach, but he was a good key position player, a good forward. And I followed. I'm actually been a Coterie member at North Melbourne for 20 or 30 years, and I knew Donald. I knew of Donald well, and uh, and I spoke to a lot of the key people around North Melbourne. Barry Cheatley, Greg Miller, Jeff Walsh, and asked about how would Donald go, and they said, "Look, fantastic. You couldn't get anybody better." So I went back to our board and we reported that to them and we said, okay, let's go for him. So we went all out to try and get Donnell as our coach and we got him and uh, and the rest is history. But that was really the, the workings behind what happened in 1993.
0: Yeah, the the glue that holds the whole thing together that that everyone bought into. I've talked to a number of people in this podcast about, you know, the buy in from everyone, from the players, from the committee, from from the supporters, from everyone. Donald was the was the kind of glue that brought all that together really in many ways. Once once you'd put him in place.
7: Absolutely. Yep. Once we put Donald in place he helped enormously with the recruiting Kirk Norton was was supposed to be the board member in charge of recruiting and he was great who I think Kirk probably put more time and more effort into getting Joshkin Aziz across <laughs> than Don, than Donald but but between the lot of us we got Joshkin ac- across as well so from going with Neil Dan who retired in 91 we went from having no key forwards in 92 to the two best key forwards in the game in Donald and Joshkin. And I remember Phil Cleary giving his preview on the. I think it was ABC TV that did the VFA grand finals in those days, and and Phil Cleary gave his uh, uh, what was, uh, his ideas of the game, and he felt Port Melbourne were just going to win it because Werribee relied too much on their key forwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought well, that's not a bad fault to have. You know? <laughs> yeah. the two best key forwards in the game, and they were our worry according to Phil.
0: The, um, the 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 ducks all lined up, didn't they? I mean, e- everything seemed to be just just uh, working out perfectly. The 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 jigsaw puzzle came together uh, really a dig- nicely. A re- a really good board, really strong administration, uh, really strong coaching and and match committee, and, and and some bloody good players.
7: Absolutely, and and really, all of our players. I, I I feel on that day, Kevin, they were all so focused that it's hard to say that any of them. Played a better game during that year. They all put in their best efforts on the day. Yeah. How about (laughs) and that 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 was the difference. They were focused and they were into it. And Port, after about quarter time, they started headhunting, and they a lot of our blokes come off battered and bruised, but they kept playing the ball and they kept playing the game, and the result's history.
0: Yeah. The Centenary Hall. Everyone talks about Centenary Hall. The players talk about it being, you know, feeling like rock stars when they walked in. How was that for you? Oh, mate, it was magnificent. That was that was the best part of the day. (laughs) You know, it really was. It was.
7: I don't know how many people Centenary Hall have ever had in its past history, but I can guarantee you, on that night, it was the biggest crowd ever walked into that place, (laughs) and and it wasn't just Werribee Football Club members. It was Werribee. The people of you got behind it, and there would have been a few thousand people went came through the hall that night, and it was just a magic night. You know, we sold a heap of memorabilia. Um, there was, it, you know, it was just a super night, mate. You can't, it couldn't have been any better, and it wasn't planned. It wasn't all, well, it was planned, but it wasn't. It was. You never know. You can't take things for granted, mm-hmm. but, but when it happened, it was just magic.
0: Bruce, every time you drive in through the front gate of Avalon Airport Oval, as it's known these days, do you smile when you think back to what you know you and you and Ivo and uh, and Kirk and Donald and everybody achieved?
7: I, I, I do in a way. Sometimes, though, I tried to go last week and they wouldn't let me drive in. They would give me a car, but <laughs> but, but I do. Kevin, look, at who it is. It's it, it's just unfortunate, as I say, so we haven't won any more since. But yeah. that was just a magic year. And and you do, you do reflect on it because it's in history. They can't take it away from us. And uh, i tell you what, Kevin, though, I've been to a few games this year and I've got very, very good vibes about our team this year. I reckon, we're on, I reckon we're on the way. I reckon we've got a, a real good chance without putting the John on them. I think we've got a good mix. We've got a great coach. We've got a great assistant coach. Good good football people around, and I, I think we've got a good mix of players. And I really seriously think we're – it's going to tell us a lot when we play Denny on this week, but last week was just magnificent. Uh, knocking off the Sunshine yeah. Suns, who had yeah. 20, 20 senior-listed players playing against us last week, and uh, and we, not, we just got over the line in the last minute, but that's probably the best win the club's had since the grand final.
0: Win in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, it was a terrific win, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Well, Bruce, uh, enjoy the celebrations uh, and the reunion and getting back together with all the people that were involved in the in the ninety three uh, triumph for the for the club. Yep. And let's hope we're not too far away from another one. Thank you so much for your contribution. Good, Kevin. Thank you. From Monty to the man who was uh, given the, uh, the honour of being the coach and the captain of the, uh, of the side uh, in 1993, and uh, did he do a great job? Well, he bought a cup home, didn't he? So he did a great job, and he is a great bloke. And, of course, to finish this edition, the very special Big W 1993 Premiership Edition, you've got to finish with Donald McDonald. Donald McDonald, Premiership Coach, 1993 Werribee Football Club. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you going these days?
8: No, going all right for a uh, 61-year-old, mate. So um, hanging in
0: there, still coaching.
8: Uh, yeah,
0: enjoying life, mate. So uh, all good. A, a fresh-faced 31-year-old uh, took Werribee to a, a grand final and to and to the ultimate, uh, you know, trophy cabinet moment uh, back in 93. Uh, what are your memories of that day?
8: Well, I remember... Uh, getting up nice and early in the morning and the rain was pouring down and I was very happy because um, yeah. uh, Port Melbourne were a very quick team and uh, we were uh, very, not not super quick, but uh, a very physical and mature team. So, and look, the day itself was a super slog and the fact that um, it was made all the sweeter with a... Um, you know, a pitch invasion and police police forces come out on the ground and the big all-in brawl and the crowd attacking our players. It was uh, had everything. So um, the most important thing was we had a win and and uh, yeah, it was such a great day for the football club.
0: How scary were? I mean, I've talked to a few people obviously on this podcast about the, those final moments of of the game. What are, what are your memories of that? Was it was it as scary as it looks when you watch it?
8: Ah. Oh. I don't know, I, I was, I, when I came down from the country boarding school, I played a year at um, for Flemington under-17s and it was a weekly occurrence that there was a brawl going on there in the Northern Metropolitan Footy League. Yeah. So um, I wasn't that worried about the, the people coming on the ground. I was more worried about, um, I was worried about the umpires and I, I just ran straight to the umpires because I thought there's no way knowing we want to come back here next week. So I just said to the umpires, whatever you do, I will protect you with my life. <laughs> and they, were, they said, oh, they were really, they were really tally. and I thought they were going to get off the ground, but to their credit, they stayed on. So, And look, it was unfortunate that uh, Joskin got hit, which was obviously a, a low act. Um, but, yeah, I just think it was um, yeah one of those unfortunate things. But, look, you know, we did come out of it okay, you know.
0: Looking back now, we're aware of you know Robbie DeRosa Robbie De Rosa throwing the bottle up in the air and running onto the ground, and that's that's kind of what started people yeah. being on the ground. But did you at any stage think shoes they might actually we we might not win this? Did did, did that actually cement? No, no, that's that,
8: definitely that's all I thought about. Oh, okay. I thought that they would call the game off, oh. and uh, I wasn't sure about the rules. I was just thinking if they call it off and the game gets abandoned, you know. That's that's all I was thinking because we were, well, I mean, I was just so focused on us winning the game. You know, I got my nose and eye socket broken in about the first five minutes. You know, from a big whack in the head, and I kind of like to resist. Yeah, I know. I know Frankie was uh, got a few punches from um, <laughs> from the poor boys, and, and but I just um, I just thought I would be all right. We just I just didn't want him to call it off, and that's that's the whole thing. I just thought, oh. It was such a slog and such a long year, you know, four big finals in a row, out at Moorabbin. and uh, you know, then to finish that one
0: off, we just, I just couldn't think about coming back for another week, you know. Yeah. So um, that's all I was thinking. Let's go back a week to the Springvale game. Um, that 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 is an epic game in the history of the football club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, were you worried at the end of that game that? You wouldn't have any petrol in the tank to, to do a grand final, or did that nah, ne- never because we're
8: yet? on adrenaline. You know, like, it was like, uh, well, I don't, I don't think they, they had floods. Like, in the week of the grand final, there was the water was lapping up to the back of the social club because they, so we couldn't train on the Thursday uh, anyway. And, and so that was probably a, a blessing in disguise. But the game itself, like, I remember we were about, we needed to kick, I think, the last three in time on or something. I remember going into a centre square. And I just said to Tim, you know, like Tim Erickson was rocking, and I just said, well, I just thought, I, I thought about us losing for a split second. I thought, no, we can't lose it. We can't lose it. Just You just got to – so we, we, we did everything we possibly could. And then Joskin got that one over the line on the side, and I was, I was right on the goal line. It was probably the happiest moment, aside from, you know, getting married and a few kids. I, it was probably the happiest moment of my life, mate. When that went through, like it was just because I just knew that it was going to be game on the next week because the second semi against Port, you know, I honestly felt we should have won that, and um, and we pumped Port during the year, and I really thought that, you know, I was more worried about Springvale and Paran. They were kind of like bogey teams for us, and we bowled them both over, and I just thought when we won that, I thought we're in a grand final. I've never been in a grand final in senior footy. And I just thought, you know, I, I, I don't care. I'm going to do it when I possibly can. And we were just on a high the whole week, you know. So, uh, and you know what? We actually, funny enough, because we had so many old guys in the team, like we actually enlisted a personal trainer um, to do like fitness programs for about 10 of us because like, we had a lot of thirty-year-olds, yep. and honestly, my legs felt that strong throughout that final series. Yeah, I, I was as I felt as good as I've ever felt. You know, so so yeah, it was. Um, there was no worries about us running the game out.
0: I um I spoke to Phil O'Keefe earlier in this uh, in this podcast. He was one of many players that uh, that didn't get to go on the ground on the day and and be part of the team. How hard was match committee for the for the grand final team? Well, it
8: was. Probably more the prelim, you know, because after the second semi, we um, we needed to make some changes because we had some boys coming back. And then once we won that, we just didn't make, I don't think we made a change for the grand final. Yep. So it was more hard going up to guys like Phil, telling them they're out of the team uh, from the second semi team. And it was just a real... Yeah, was that's 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 one of the, the the ordinary bits with coaching, you know. telling fellas you're, you're going to be out of a potential prelim final team, which may be a grand final team. So, but you yeah, know, Phil and all the boys, they were fantastic. You know, Phil in particular; like he was amazing the way he took it and the way he got behind the boys and just showed what a great character he was for us. You know, for me in particular, I um, you know, I I, I loved. Um, my involvement with Shooter, I just thought he was, you know, such a loyal bloke. And, um, yeah, and then at the end of the game, I mean, there's photos of him, you know, running out in the ground, yep. you know, picking me up on his shoulders. And, uh, yeah, like, I just, yeah, I was I couldn't speak more highly of him.
0: What um, What was the best moment of the grand final day for you?
8: Oh, uh, I'll probably, I don't know, like, maybe lifting up the cup, you know, like. You know, like it was just, you know, something you dream of. You know, as a kid, like, and I I was a lunatic Collingwood supporter as a kid, (laughs) and we went to that many final series and heartbroken as a family. And then I was at North, and we never got a chance uh, throughout my AFL career to play in a grand final. We got to a prelim, but never got to a grand final. And um, and then I uh, to. To, you know, I'd never captain a senior side. I'd captain our reserves at north, but I never captain our seniors. And you know, it was such an unbelievable experience to captain the boys and hold the cup up. And then you know, just looking at all the supporters and all the all the guys that I'd built such a great relationship over. Just you know, not just the players, but you know, all the blokes that signed me up, like Tur- like Turtle and Monty and Ivo and and Turkey and, and like we were a very tight crew off the field, which was yeah. funny. You know, like. You know, the, the, all those blokes. You know, I could. They were so great for me and Terry and the kids. So it was unbelievable, mate. You know, and it was just such a great feeling to to, to be able to help them. You know, so and win it. You know, that's that, so probably holding up and looking at everyone's faces was gold.
0: Yeah, um, the, the 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 memories. Uh, they're they're good ones, and you'll get to share them with the the boys on on Saturday, and uh, they're, they're is there a special bond with those boys that you don't have? Not not don't have with other players, but that just a little extra layer, if you know what I mean?
8: Well, it's funny, mate. You know they talk about you know if you win a premiership, you're mates for life. You know I don't really fully subscribe to that because well, a lot of my best mates are all guys I played footy with when at North when we had we had the arse out of our pants. You know what I mean? We just <laughs> had this bond. You know, like we had, didn't have a social club and. We used to go back up to the old grandstand, it was dilapidated, we fixed our own room up, you know, so I had an unbelievable bond with all those blokes, but I, I think the thing because I was playing, I was playing with those guys, you know, like and it was such a long, it was a big season for us to win those four finals, you know, like I was right in the trenches with them and, and because we went through uh, such an unbelievable year from the pre-season, you know, we had a... A big camp before Christmas and another camp after and we built a great bond and yeah like it was such an awesome year and and, and full credit to to people like Ian Wilson for you know like keeping us in touch you know yeah. um, and it's been yeah like there's, there's definitely a bond with them because you know uh even when I um at the end of that year, a, few, a lot of blokes finished, but a lot of blokes keep playing And because I was there for seven years, you know. A lot of guys would always come back. So, yeah, I've got a lot of great mates amongst that crew.
0: 30 years goes quick, doesn't it?
8: Goes very quick, Kev. Um It's been a long time and, and it just goes to show, you know, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that we won a premiership, but – you know, like the, the, the Werribee Footy Club's such a great club. You know, they've they've just got such great people, and you see Marty Carter, Marty Carter, Marty's the other one There was there, Banger Lions. You know, those two blokes, <laughs> they were the other two of, the, of, of that crew, and they they're just fantastic people, and that's why the club's so strong. You know, because it's not about it's it's resilient. So many times they've always wanted to win, they've always tried their best, but just because we haven't won one doesn't mean we're still a great club. You know, so. I've just been it's been a privilege just sitting back the last thirty years and just watching them just keep fronting up, you know, and um, and they'll keep doing it because they've got this awesome culture.
0: Donald, thanks for your time, mate. Congratulations on uh, on ninety three, thirty years later, and uh, enjoy the celebrations. Thanks, Kev. No worries. My thanks to Martin Carter, Ian Wilson, Nuts, Phil O'Keefe, Greg Welsh, Turtle, uh, Watsy, uh, Bruce Montgomery. And Donald McDonald, uh, Tremendous to put them all together and uh, bring them to you in this special 1993 blockbuster, very, very long edition of the Big W podcast. And once again, thanks to our fabulous uh, podcast sponsors, including the CB Motor Group, who, of course, are our major sponsor of the football club, uh, Goddings, Werribee Steel and Visit Werribee. We thank them for their great supporters. We thank all our supporters, all our sponsors. We hope you can get to Avalon Airport Oval for the big game on the weekend. We've got a couple of home games coming up. Uh, as well, and about uh, a few more before the end of the season, so if you haven't bought a membership yet, please buy a membership and support the Football Club, it's very very important. Hope you've enjoyed 93, hope you enjoy the weekend Go the Tigers, go the Big W